want to go through some of the details here, what we know now from Broken Arrow Police. It was about this time yesterday that we were just getting word something uh, awful happening in BA. Uh, and as it turns out, a lot of what we were uh, suspecting did seem to be what's going on out there. So just kind of starting from the details that we got from BA Police this morning. Last we've heard from them was at 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, in this house west of 81st and Elm, that's uh, Houston and Elm in Broken Arrow terms, eight people were found dead. It started a little after four o'clock when 911 called, got a call about fire and uh, firefighters. So they were the first ones there to go in. And they, uh, we actually heard from their chief today, too, um, about what happened when they responded. So the fire chief is uh, Jeremy Moore. He said they went in, they knocked down what fire there was, but quickly realized this was more of a police investigation. So they got out of the way. Um, and they say six children, ages one to 13, were found dead in this house, along with two adults. And Chief Barry Hill says those two adults, uh, uh, Brandon Barry Hill, that's the Broken Arrow police chief, he says uh, they are the suspects right now, but they were also found dead in the home. Uh, however, they don't think anybody died because of the fire. Uh, it, they must have other reasons for thinking that, but the fire, they say, did not cause their death. Uh, that said, they still are waiting for official cause from the medical examiner, just uh, as they usually do. They say it's all one family. They lived inside this home, most likely is what they're saying. Again, the children were between the ages of one and 13, just tragic there in Broken Arrow. Um, they say they're still waiting on next of kin for full notification, just just so you know, we have heard some names. There are some names going around, but I don't feel comfortable telling you that. Um, yeah, yeah. Until was, the police tell us. Yeah, it was apparently a rental house, and so uh, we got some information from you know the landlord, the person. Landlord, and, and now I'm seeing there's a an aunt or somebody. I, again, and neighbors. Yeah, yeah. So we just want to make sure that everything is is good before we say that. I think it was the chief I saw that also mentioned for uh, folks to keep the first responders in their thoughts because obviously it's very traumatic for them. Even in their line of work, a lot of them have never, you know, seen anything quite this bad. Absolutely, yeah, and that's something uh, that the chief wrote out in his press release today. Sincere gratitude and appreciation for the support from the community for law enforcement and for the firefighters because, uh, you know, they go in and they do these jobs every day, but it is not every day that they have to work something this tragic and this severe. So those guys most certainly uh, feeling the weight of it, and our thoughts are with them. Something that... Uh, it's so interesting that people have pointed out to me today. Um, on one hand, the police told us these are the first homicides of the year in Broken Arrow. Yeah, that kind of caught my eye too. I mean, it's a pretty good sized city. It is. And we actually see this a lot in BA. Um, there are, I remember uh, maybe two, three years ago, the first homicide of the year out there happened in December. It is not a city where you see a lot of violent crime. There's a you know a fair bit, as, as with anywhere, of property crime. Stolen cars, maybe a burglary, but uh, not this. Um, unfortunately, this particular type of thing is, is not unheard of in BA. And it, it's nothing about the city. It's just the way that, I don't know, I would, I would like to ask the police chief uh, about that. Um, you know, we've, we've seen years ago with some other cases. Uh, 5.11 now on the KRMG Evening News. And we actually have um, Chief Berryhill calling in. Chief, can you hear me? Yes, sir. How are you doing, Skyler? Um, I was just kind of going through some of the details of this this tragic event in Broken Arrow. Um, already ran through a lot of the stuff that you guys said this morning. I just had a couple of specific questions for you. Um, number one, we were just talking about 
the firefighters and your police officers who worked this scene yesterday and are working this investigation. How are those guys doing? And is there something that you and the department can do or is doing to uh, help? Because I know it's really hard on them, too. Uh, yes, it's, um, you know, any kind of job like this that um, you respond to something tragic, um, regardless if it's the health industry or first responders, um, it can take a toll on people. Um, you know, we have a peer support team in place and we have a chaplain corps that we work with. But um, a couple of years ago, we uh, entered into a, a contract agreement with uh, first responders support services. And, uh, you know, we, we uh, used that at the end of some of some, some tragic things that were happening. And we had a, um, someone pass away in our department. And, and it's an uh, independent company. They specialize in first responders, uh, police, fire, medical, whatever. And uh, it's a counseling service that we pay for as a flat fee uh, as a police department. The, the fire department has their own contracts. And it allows our employees, regardless of where they work in the department, whether it be animal control, dispatch, the jail, police officers, uh, allows them, allows their, their spouses, allows their uh, children up to age 18. It also covers our retirees to go and get uh, confidential counseling services from uh, licensed counselors that are trained to deal with first responders and first responder issues. Um, what's nice about the program is, uh, you know, in years past, many years ago, uh, you know, people in my industry would not want to seek help just because they would look at it as a sign of weakness. And, and you know, times have changed, and, and we really have been pushing this for uh, a while now. And um, it covers anyone, even retirees, because you can experience something, you know, 15 years ago, and it can pop up and start giving you problems. And we want to make sure if they experience that trauma on our, on our clock that we're covering them well after they leave us. And so uh, we'll have a debriefing this weekend. All the ones that uh, were either working in dispatch or crime scene techs or officers that were out on the scene, and we'll have a debriefing. We'll have counselors there. Uh, they'll kind of go through the process and tell them what to expect. Everybody will be a little different, but there are some some things that are pretty common when someone goes through a traumatic event, uh, things to look out for and be careful of, and, and they can share that experience together. And then individually after the fact, uh, we always encourage them to go to FRSS on their own and uh, – since it's a flat fee contract, nothing comes back to me. I get a number of usage, how many people a year use it, but I don't get names. I don't get what they talked about. And that gives people confidence to, to seek help, which is what we want. Broken Arrow Police Chief Brandon Berryhill live with us on the KRMG Evening News. Um, just sort of talking about what, what's happening now after this horrific tragedy. Eight dead in a home in Broken Arrow, apparent murder-suicide. Chief, with a crime with this many victims, it touches a lot of people. So I'm thinking of, uh, you know, obviously family and friends, but also classmates because these children aged one to 13 have you spoken with um, the school district do you know anything about how they will respond well at the present time uh, they were homeschooled and i do have a direct line of communication with the schools and we talked back and forth to make sure that uh, they were not enrolled in, Bro in broken arrow or, or any of the surrounding schools okay. um, but you know um, they could have friends in those schools and so it's good for them to be aware that um, you know, there could be some trauma there. And, and anytime a, a kid sees or hears about something like this happening, uh, they question their own safety. And even if you're not involved or not there and not friends with, uh, that can cause some issues. So I would encourage parents to really talk to their kids, however they feel comfortable, or talk with someone at the church and, and make sure they understand that, uh, you know, bad things do happen, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen to them. 
You know, every Tuesday we have city manager Michael Spurgeon on this show. So we talk a lot about Broken Arrow and I hear that sense of pride that he and so many others who live and work there in BA have. And, and I don't know if you know, I grew up there, I live there now. Um, so I get that feeling too. I know it's a, a growing city, but it still has that small town feel. So something like this, it really hits home with everybody in town. And tragically, we, we've been here before um, with this type of situation. What is your message to everyone in Broken Arrow who just... They have this lingering over them this evening. You know, um, I've been here since 94. And in fact, the apartments across the street from this location, uh, I had five days to find a place to live. and I lived there for about six months when I first got hired here. You know, we all have shared experiences. We all have memories of Broken Arrow. And the same things that get us to the good times are the same things that get us to the bad times. And that's a sense of belonging and a sense of pride. And, you know, you help your neighbor. Uh, not just with picking up the paper, watching your mailbox. You know, you need to reach out and help your neighbor when they're having a tough time. And this is one of those times. Something else I was just thinking of before you came on live with us, that Broken Arrow has very little violent crime. I know there's other, there's other things and there's, it's not without its crime, but uh, these kind of things do come up sometimes where it's usually a family or an acquaintance or something. It's so very rarely a random thing when there is violent crime in Broken Arrow. Why do you think it's like that? I mean, it's, other cities around here aren't uh, this way. In the Broken Arrow, it seems like it's a very little violent crime type of place. Well, you know, statistically, you're more likely uh, to be involved in a violent incident. Um, in fact, murder uh, with someone that's close to you or you have some kind of a relationship with. You know, I, I would, as the police chief, I'd like to take full credit for this being a safe community. And I'll, I'll tell my boss I do, but that's not really what happens is Everybody has a sense of pride, and it's collectively together is what keeps the city safe. Um, you know, when you take care of your place and I take care of my place and we take care of each other, um, that tight-knit community uh, helps us to be aware of what's going on, and that's what reduces crime. And the minute you lose a sense of that community and that neighborhood feel, um, everybody becomes strangers. And so you have to lean on each other, and, and you know, we're always – stronger together than we are apart. That's Broken Arrow Police Chief Brandon Berryhill on with us live this evening. I know you guys, uh, you and your officers, you have a lot of work ahead of you with this investigation. So our thoughts are with you. And uh, of course, if you have any updates, please let us know. I just want to ask you before we go, uh, is there anything else you can tell us now, uh, names or anything like that nature? Uh, not this time. Um, our public information officer, Ethan Hutchins, will send something out when it's appropriate. Um, right. And, and send Text. Sounds good. All right, Chief. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys can get some rest this weekend, but I know there's a lot of work ahead. Thank you for taking the time this evening. Oh, no problem. Have a good night, sir.